the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And we're back with Hope Lives 365 and a final word from Pastor Chris Holland on who it is that offers you encouragement and hope in the darkest of times. Here again is Chris Holland. Ruth K. Jones was the wife of a pastor and mother of five children. She and her husband had long time hosted a radio program One day when Ruth K. Jones received the newspaper in that small Pennsylvania town in which she lived, she was distressed by the headlines of the casualties of World War II, the slow progress of the Allies, and the rationed supplies to our troops. And there at the table she sat down and wrote a hymn. In times like these. It is in times like these, my dear friends, that we need a Savior. It's in times like these that we need an anchor. We don't know what the future holds. But we know who holds the future. And we can be very sure. We can be very sure. In that solid rock, Jesus Christ. Pastor Chris Holland closing out today's edition of Hope Lives 365. And the reminder that no matter what we face in life today, tomorrow, or next week, God stands right beside you. Next time, Pastor Mark Finley is returning to begin a new two-part study, a timely presentation called How to Survive the Economic Collapse. Don't miss it on the next Hope Lives 365. Today on Hope Lives 365, Pastor Chris Holland talks about what we should know and share with others as we face a potentially troubling future. The coronavirus should have us looking to Jesus all the more. It is yet another in the line of the signs of the times, and we must look up and see Jesus because it tells us our redemption is drawing near. What will be the end of the coronavirus? We don't know. But what we do know is the end of this earth will be the climactic second coming of Jesus Christ as he comes for a people who have prepared to meet him. Scientists have found that darkness creates a startled effect, a response in our brains, which causes us to release chemicals that heighten a person's perceived anxiety. Uh, We accept that uh, small children are, of course, afraid of the dark. However, as we grow older, that anxiety may be transferred to a different kind of darkness, a fear of the unknown or of the future. But there's a powerful peace that calms anxious hearts, and it's found in God's Word. As you read his promises, your anxiety, your anxious thoughts will diminish. A worry will release its grip on you. 
And though fear may sometimes still be there, it will not overwhelm you. More words of encouragement just ahead on Hope Lives 365. Welcome back to Hope Lives 365. The teacher today is Pastor Chris Holland, who is an author, radio and television speaker, and now the associate director of Hope Lives 365. Today, Pastor Chris is returning to continue a presentation that he started last time called The Rise of Nyctophobia. Now, that's the fear of the night or the fear of darkness. Essentially, it's a fear of what we can't see. And by the way, if you have to leave us early today, you can hear this entire presentation once again by going to our website, hopelives365.com. Now, today on Hope Lives 365, Pastor Chris points to the light of the Word of God that dispels all fear, no matter what's causing us to have that overwhelming anxiety. We put our confidence in God alone, even when facing an unknown future. Here's Pastor Chris Holland. If you have your Bibles, I'd invite you to open them to Psalm, the 27th chapter. Psalm 27 comes in the context of someone who had a great deal of fear and unknowns in the context of the very life he lived. You know him. He's David. And while written almost 3,000 years ago, I believe Psalm 27 holds the keys to our 21st century crisis. Psalm 27, verses 1 through 3. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and foes, they stumbled and fell. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war may rise against me, In this I will be confident. Key number one. Fearlessly have confidence in God alone. You see, twice David asked the question, Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I be afraid? Throughout the Bible, God has instructed His people to not be afraid. Fifty-nine times the Bible says, Fear not, do not be afraid. Isaiah 41 and verse 10 says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Jesus himself said in John chapter 6 and verse 20, It is I. Do not be afraid. How is it in the midst of these troubling circumstances that David is facing? And how is it in the midst of our circumstances today that we can face the future? How is it that we can listen to God and not be afraid? It is through having confidence in God alone. How is it then that we have confidence in God alone? The text itself gives three reasons why we can have confidence in God alone. Now is not the time to turn from the Bible and trust the prognosticators of the cable news networks or the person who set up a camera and filming on YouTube. Now is the time to place our full confidence in God's Word and God's Word alone. You see, because not only is it that God's Word is light, 
that dissipates the darkness, but it is our implicit trust in God's Word. We can read God's Word all we want, but if we simply treat it as a piece of literature that makes me feel good for five to ten minutes in the morning, and not that which dissipates the darkness, it will not build that confidence in God. Confidence in God alone comes through the testimony of His Word. This is why Jesus Himself said, Thy Word is truth. Psalm 119, you are near, verse 151, you are near, O Lord, all your commandments are truth. My friends, in the midst of coronavirus and everything else going on in the world, this is what people desire. They want the truth. Listen to this interview, Dr. Michael Osterholm an expert on pandemics, an expert in public health. And this is what he said when being asked about coronavirus and in the context of what's happening with coronavirus. Dr. Michael Osterholm answers the question, people want legitimate information. And so you need to do that. Just tell the truth. Don't downplay it as low risk like a hurricane. Okay, you know... If I, I would be really mad at you if I thought you knew that a hor- hurricane was coming, but you kept telling me, hey, it's low risk, don't worry about it. Yeah, once it hits, you know what's going to happen? You're going to lose. You say that this was going to just pass over, but it's going to be challenging. We need to tell people the truth, that we're going to get through it, and we're going to move on. You see, people want the truth. And this is coming in the context of the disease. But my dear friends, people want the truth of God's word. They want an anchor to hang on to. When the prognosticators of cable news, you turn on this station and they say one thing. You turn on another station and they say another thing. You go to YouTube and they say yet another thing. God's word, the Bible says, never changes. This is the anchor that we have the opportunity to anchor people to. People are not desirous of your conjecture. They are not desirous of your opinion. People want the truth of God's word. Let us point people to the truthfulness of his word and not our speculative theology or vivid imaginations. You know, it's easy to poke fun at the hysteria of buying out the store supplies of toilet paper and hand sanitizer, but we too create another hysteria when we speculate about what is happening in this world and present our speculation as truth. Because when it does not come true, we have just lessened confidence in the Word of God. Let us present the truth of God's Word. Friends, we should not be surprised by what is happening. The Bible has been clear. It has been clear for centuries that this would happen. Luke 21, 25 to 28. And there will be signs in the sun, in the moon, in the stars, and on earth, distress of nations, with perplexity, the sea and the waves running, men's hearts failing them from fear and the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven will be shaken. Let us be very clear, my dear friends. There are some on the internet right now prognosticating that coronavirus is one of the last plagues, one of the seven last plagues coming on the earth. However, informed study of God's word tells us that this is not true. 
Undoubtedly, coronavirus is generally a part of what Jesus predicted in Matthew 24 and Luke 21 as a sign of the time and a rise of disease and pestilence. Absolutely. But my dear friends, instead of joining the fray of panic, let us point people to God's word that we can have confidence in him alone because he will carry us through. Now, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I'm not telling you not to prepare. I'm not telling you to get supplies. I'm not telling you not to wash your hands. Let us be cautious. Let us take the precautions. But also, let us not be moved from the prophetic word confirmed. We need to point people to the promises of God and the promises of His words that we can have total and complete dependence upon Him. Now more than ever before is a time to share with others the study of the book of Daniel and the book of Revelation. Because just as this doctor who's dealing with public health talked about the hurricane, my dear friends, if we don't tell people There will be many in those last days that are asking, why did you never share this with me? We must study God's Word. Pastor Chris Holland on trusting God and trusting God's Word, which has the power to dissipate the darkness and to shine God's light on the truth. You're listening to Hope Lives 365. Uh, Speaking of help from above, we have a small booklet by Pastor Mark Findlay, who is the president of Hope Lives 365. It is sure to inspire you uh, with uh, 13 life-changing secrets. It shares stories of folks who've uh, faced troubling times and who've staggered by the, the blow of things like divorce or drug addiction, abuse, abandonment, death, and financial issues. But by focusing on getting to know a loving God, they gained life-changing lessons about the peace of forgiveness, the joy of the Sabbath rest, and the promise of heaven, and the power of prayer. Ask for your copy of 13 Life-Changing Secrets, and it's yours in return for your gift of any amount to this ministry this week. Call 855-888-HOPE. Again, that's 855-888-4673. Or you can get it online at hopelives365.com. Now, if you'd like to hear today's presentation by Pastor Chris Holland, it too is at the website for a nominal fee. You can actually download the entire audio called The Rise of Nyctophobia. Go online to hopelives365.com. That's hopelives365.com. Coming up, Pastor Chris points our attention to the one who can take away all fear in our lives, for he is good and loves mankind. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Stay with us for more Hope Lives 365. Welcome back to Hope Lives 365. A little bit later, I'll have details about a valuable resource that we'd like to share with you. It's a hardcover reference book addressing a wide range of topics with the help of biblical passages, too. It's called What the Bible Says About. Stay with us for more about that. But right now, Pastor Chris Holland returns to offer insights into releasing fear's hold on us uh, through the intentional pursuit of one thing above all else to seek communion with the Holy and Almighty God. 
key number one to withstand the fall of Babylon, the spread of viruses, and the rise of nyctophobia is to have a fearless confidence in God alone. Through the light of His Word, through the salvation He provides, and through the strength of His refuge. The passage goes on in Psalm 27 in verse 4. One thing I have desired. What does it say there? How many things? One thing. One thing I have desired of the Lord. That I will seek. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in His temple. And the passage goes on to describe that one thing. Principle number two. To surviving the fall of Babylon, the spread of viruses, and the rise of nyctophobia is this. To know God and His will through constant communion with Him. Certainly this comes out of principle number one as well. But David says this, there is one thing I desire. One thing alone that I desire. His life is at stake. He's being pursued by Saul. He could potentially die. And he says there's one thing I desire. One thing above everything else. That I would spend all the days of my life in the house of the Lord. And to be able to inquire in his temple. These are both clearly references to the sanctuary. Why does David want to be there in the sanctuary? To behold the beauty and inquire in his temple. You see, in the sanctuary we find constant communion with Jesus Christ. In the sanctuary is where God always brings resolution to the crises of the life of his people. It is in His sanctuary that we see the beauty of His character and thus our faith in Him is bolstered. It is in the sanctuary where we see our prayers being answered. Friends, do not underestimate the power of prayer. Hebrews 4.16 Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace in our time of need. It is there in the sanctuary where we find communion with God as we pray and spend time with God in prayer, sharing with Him the burdens of our hearts, that we can come boldly into that sanctuary and He will answer our prayers. Principle number two. We must come to know God and His will through constant communion with Him in His sanctuary. And then finally, principle number three, found in verses 13 and 14. David writes these words. I would have lost heart, unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Principle number three, to believe and wait upon the Lord with eager anticipation and hope. Luke 21 says that in these last days, men's hearts will be failing them for fear. What expectation are we building and confidence are we building? That same passage that begins with fear concludes with these words. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. The coronavirus, while needed to be taken seriously, and I am not minimizing the seriousness of it, 
The coronavirus should have us looking to Jesus all the more. It is a fulfillment of prophecy. It is yet another in the line of the signs of the times. And we must look up and see Jesus because it tells us our redemption is drawing near. This is how we wait upon the Lord. We see the things that are happening. We study the book of Daniel, the book of Revelation, all the more. We are undergirded by the power of God's word. And we find in Jesus alone our redemption. But it cannot stop there. We must share to a dying world. What will be the end of the coronavirus? We don't know. But what we do know is the end of this earth will be the climactic second coming of Jesus Christ as he comes for a people who have prepared to meet him. And the fundamental question is this. Am I ready to meet him? And have I shared with others that they too might be ready to meet him? The Desire of Ages on page 633 says these words. Christ tells us when that day shall be ushered in. He does not say that all the world will be converted, but that the gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. And then shall the end come. By giving the gospel to the world, it is in our power to hasten our Lord's return. We are not only to look for, but to hasten the coming of the day of God. I don't want to read this last sentence, but I'm going to read it. Had the church of Christ done her appointed work as the Lord ordained, the whole world would before this have been warned, and the Lord Jesus would have come to our earth in power and great glory. And that which could have been done in easy times, my dear friends, we will now be facing a more difficult and challenging time than we have ever faced before. But now is not the time for God's people to recoil into a corner of fear. Who is it that we are to fear? Only one. The cry of the first angel of the three angels' messages. Fear God and give glory to Him, for the hour of His judgment has come. How is it that we are to survive the fall of Babylon, the spread of viruses, And the rise of nyctophobia. First, fearlessly have confidence in God alone through the light of His Word, through the salvation He provides, and through the strength of His refuge. Number two, to know God and His will through constant communion with Him in His sanctuary through prayer. And number three, to believe and wait upon the Lord with eager anticipation and hope through the telling of His story in your household, to your neighborhood, in your workplace, and around the world. Pastor Chris Holland with three keys to eliminating our fears except for the fear of the Lord and His awesome power and holiness. You're listening to Hope Lives 365. Pastor Chris Holland will be back in a moment. Uh, First, I mentioned earlier that we have a terrific resource we'd like to share with you as a way of thanking you for your generous support of this ministry of Hope Lives 365. I'm referring to Pastor Mark Finley's hardcover reference book. It's 530 pages in length called 
what the Bible says about. It's a comprehensive study guide that provides Bible readings uh, covering most any biblical question that you might have, including chapters on what the Bible has to say uh, to this, why am I here, and where did I come from, what does the future hold. In return for your generous support of $50 or more, request your copy of this large volume by Pastor Mark Findlay, What the Bible Says About. Mention the title when you get in touch at hopelives365.com or by phone. You can make your donation online or when you call. 855-888-HOPE. Again, that's toll free, 855-888-HOPE. Of course, we welcome your cards and letters to us. We'd love to hear how God is speaking to you through these times together. You can send that by mail to Hope Lives 365, Post Office Box 118, Haymarket, Virginia, 20168. We hope to hear from you soon. Now, keep listening. Today's message is also available online, The Rise of Nyctophobia. That's the title you should look for when you go to hopelives365.com. The title of today's message by Chris Holland. Have a fearless confidence in God alone through the light of His Word, through the salvation He provides, and through the strength of His refuge. In a few moments, Pastor Chris closes out today's program of Hope Lives 365. 